night nobody died <laughs> it'll get worse before it gets better it's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response no wonder if somebody calls my mama a whore <laughs> is she morgan you're out of here what the f are you talking about you don't have the right temperament for the trade what am i supposed to do there's always barber college sorry we're closed well, then what are all these people doing here? Drinking and having a good time. Well, that's why we're here. You're too stupid to have a good time. You want to fight, dickless? I sure ain't going to show you my dick. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. You know, I thought you'd be bigger. Welcome to Sweet Blade Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? Doing great, guys. Welcome to Roadhouse, finally. I don't know, Jameson, you're here. Welcome, sir. I am here. It's, hey. It's great. Woo and we didn't have to wait three months either. Right. Uh, uh, we're finally doing this. How long ago was this requested? I can't even remember anymore. I want to say it was requested when I first started coming onto the show. Like It feels like it's been forever. We've kind of half-assed promised it many times. It's true. Uh, only a couple movies we've uh, half-assed promised and <laughs> not delivered, but we're finally here, so it's great. Yeah. So how are you doing, sir? You've had a good week of watching a ton of movies I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last two weeks I had the Film Fest, the Wisconsin Film Festival, which I worked at, and I watched a uh, plethora of movies there. And then uh, I got off of that, and then I went and had a little uh, some surgery done, so I've been at home recuperating. So I think in the last two weeks... I'm guessing it's been a, a little over 40 movies that I've watched in the last two weeks. So I've been just churning through flicks. It's been pretty awesome. Oh, my gosh. See, I was wondering, since we're in Sprinter, why mm. you weren't, and that's for those of you who don't know, if you live in Illinois, <laughs> would be spring and winter mixed together. Right. Uh, I thought you were supposed to be shoveling, but I was like, why the hell are you home? It didn't make any sense to me. But now it does. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not allowed to do any shoveling right now, so I'm just... Chilling out, watching movies, watching the snow melt. Finally, we uh, it seems like winter might finally be done. Finally, I hope so, man. It's like <laughs> my heat's still on to this. I, literally, yes. it's on right now as we speak. We it's got ten inches of snow this week. <sighs> it's insane. It's April twenty first. This makes yeah. no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we roll into our much anticipated review of Roadhouse, sir, why don't we get into some news?
All right, sir. So uh, there's only two things I want to talk about today because I'm super pumped for. And then another thing that you brought up and then we'll get into things. So first things first, let's talk about good old Karate Kid was on Tonight Show last night, man. Did you see this? No, I didn't see that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So obviously, uh, Cobra Kai is, is getting all geared up. Everybody's pumped for it. The buzz is just rolling like crazy. The, the social media has been fantastic with all these 10 second clips and all these, you know, Cobra Kai Mondays and all this stuff. And last night they had Daniel getting ready in the mirror and it's like getting ready for Jimmy Fallon. I'm like, yeah. So I set my recorder and I popped it on this morning and, uh, Anthony Mackie from Avengers was on mm -hmm. and after he promoted, you know, some Avengers, they're like, stick around. This is going to be great. So they had karate pinata uh, going around. Right. And of course, mm -hmm. Ralph Macchio shows up, which is great. So they had Anthony Mackie all dressed up and he had to basically kick uh, these pinatas uh, blindfolded. So I think he hit like and you had to do it in 30 seconds. I think he hit two out of five. So then uh, Ralph gets there, and he pulls out the Karate Kid headband. Everybody goes crazy, <laughs> right? Well, then he gets in, like, his position. He looked really cool, and he, he kicked, like, two. But the best part is is they said, oh, you got nine seconds left. He gets in the crane kick, and he does it and kicks the pinata, and it explodes everywhere. It was amazing. Nice. I'm like, dude can still do the crane kick. So, <laughs> so then they, you know, he gets him on and does an interview and stuff. And it was pretty cool because they showed a clip about an illegal kick, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> which is great because uh, it was when Johnny goes in and uh, he's like, oh, man, Johnny, we go way back. He used to bully me in school. And he's like, well, you did steal my girl. He goes, what do you mean, man? I didn't steal your girl. She was up for grabs. And then it's like, is this the guy you kicked his ass? No, it was a really good match. I just kicked his face. He's like, well, it was an illegal kick, and then it ends. So it was, yeah. re it was really great. So, but it's funny, man. You know how many people I fight on the internet to this day about that? It's ridiculous. I'm telling you, man. Everyone has a point. Everyone has a point. But you know what? It specifically said, how many times do we go over this? You know, you kick the head, the sternum. And there's so many people that are like, dude, Johnny, like I even pointed out, I'm like, look, Johnny just kicked two people in the face and got the points. So there you go. So it's an endless debate, but it's kind of cool that we're having this debate, like what, 30 years later? It's my point is, my point has always been he should never been in the tournament because he wasn't a black belt. <laughs> he, he, Faked being a black belt, Mr. Miyagi stole a black belt off the table from a legitimate black belt. He never should have been in the tournament to begin with. Oh, man, it's good time. <laughs> but uh, what's really great, though, is uh, I'm really enjoying the previews they're showing because it, it really looks like Daniel's a douchebag, but he's just out of balance, you know? And Johnny, I, his motivation has been slowly revealed. It's actually his son gives him crap about losing the tournament and that's what makes him go and see Daniel and wants to start up again but as they're showing all these all these fighting stuff Johnny really is nowhere near like crease level he literally is kind of like between like Mr. Miyagi and like how he was towards the end 
like all the clips I'm seeing, I'm really interested how this is going to go. And even the kids that he's training aren't really bad kids. And actually, uh, Daniel's daughter is in love with one of the Cobra Kai's. And it's pretty cool, man. I'm loving all the clips I'm seeing. This is going to be a real interesting series. I really can't wait for it. And it's in yeah. they're really pumped up about because, you know, Dan, you know, Ralph's like, look, I didn't want to do anything with this because I didn't want to taint anything. But everything has been fantastic with this show. So we're only a couple of weeks away from this, but they still haven't said if this is going to be an all together show like netflix right. or if it's going to be a per episode thing my guess is it's going to be like a netflix all together what do you yeah. think have you heard anything differently because i haven't been able to find anything i haven't heard anything that's always been what i've assumed is that that's kind of the model to follow right now is so people can just binge watch it and talk about it and, um yeah I, I assume that's what it would be or maybe they do you know a, a couple at a time i, I don't know yeah I've been, uh, every time I go on YouTube, it's asked me, do I want to sign up for YouTube Red? I'm like, nope, because I'm signing up on May 2nd, so I get it free. You know, that's what I'm doing, so I'm purpose. Yeah, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of people that start their free trial right around that time. <laughs> exactly. So I'm super pumped about it. So, uh, needless to say, I can't wait, and you and I are definitely going to get together, and we're going to review the whole series on one episode. I'm going to watch it in the theater. Oh, you're such a bastard. I know. I'm going to watch it on the big screen. I'm going to watch The Karate Kid, and then I'm going to watch the, the Cobra Kai series in the movie theater. They're only doing two episodes, though. so That's all right. It's two hours and 45 minutes worth. So. Yep. You suck. I can't believe you're getting this. I've been I, I've been looking all over, and I have to go to Death, Death Valley if I want to watch it. <laughs> you can always come up here. Don't, don't tempt me, man. You got to sit on the other side of the theater, though. <laughs> 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 what a jerk oh you know how fun that would be for us yeah. to watch this karate kid in the theater and then we watch cobra kai together on the big screen yeah. oh man dude yeah. don't tempt me man i might take oh. then we record our reactions right after that heck oh, yeah. yeah man it'd be great yeah, uh i don't know if i can get away though from the fans uh, those fam the fam <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, that'd be sweet, man. But for real, I'd have to go to Rockford if I want to watch this, and I don't want to die. So nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to go there. Uh-uh. Yeah. So let's talk about the other thing that I'm super pumped for. So the mask reveal of Michael oh, Myers yeah. just came out, and I am loving every second of this, man, because it's perfect. Because if you literally take the same latex mask and you age it it would look exactly like this mask because theoretically the mask was never burned because part two is erased this is a direct sequel to the first movie so literally it's michael myers gets shot his ass takes off he's never seen again for 40 years so he'd have the same mask just aged it looks beautiful some people have even pointed out that he only has one eye because of what happened to him in the closet i didn't notice that until they lighten up the mask so everything's falling into place man with this movie uh Right now on the poster, it says Halloween, but obviously that's not going to be the title of the movie. But I'm waiting for, I'm thinking a trailer is going to hit any day now because it's exactly six months is when this movie hits. And uh, John Carpenter officially confirmed he's doing the score. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in absolute love with this movie. She says the trailer's great. I think the two horror movies that are going to kill this year is Halloween and The Nun. I think those are going to be the two big ones, man. Even though theoretically Jurassic World, the way these trailers play out, 
going to be the highest grossing horror movie of the year. But, I mean, obviously that's not a horror movie. But it sure plays out like one, man. Because those, <laughs> those trailers are pretty scary, man. I'm telling you. I have really high hopes for this movie, man. And I and I have been, I mean, like most people, you know, love-hate with a lot of the Halloween movies. And uh, some of them are really tough to defend. And um, I'm really excited for this. It feels like everything is coming together. All of the right pieces are in place. Yeah. And... And there's no shortcuts being taken. That's what's killed Halloween so many times is shortcuts and just ripping off the audience, you know? It's like, yeah, we're not dumb. Um, and this one, it feels like everyone who loves the franchise is involved with it. And that's a huge key. Yeah. You know, it's not just people out trying to make a buck off of a mask that they actually want success for this uh, this franchise. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. Now, I was just thinking about this when I watched your latest uh, review of Real Reviews. Mm-hmm. Is Mike did the, he typically does the horror movie reviews because I know how yes. you are. Are you going to take the Halloween position of watching it and reviewing it for the show? Oh, we both, we both will see it. When, oh, okay. it, when it comes down to the crappy horror movies that I know <laughs> I have no interest in, I just leave them on him. And he does the same with, you know, a, a lot of the, the kids' movies and stuff he leaves on me. But, uh, yeah, any any of the big movies we tried to do together. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely be doing that. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, um, so Rampage, uh, mm-hmm. I, I love it. You sent me a text. I was like, okay, how was it? And you're like, yeah, nothing special translation. You're going to love it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and what was funny is, because you're like, oh, we never agree on these movies. But I actually, you know, I had fun, but it wasn't the greatest. Like, mm. San Andreas was way better. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, I gave it like a, like a C or mm-hmm. like, you know, a three, uh, mm-hmm. out of five. I, it was fun, but I wasn't in love with it. It was just, it was cool, but I was like, man, San Andreas was so much better. Oh, um, yeah. you know, it, it's funny though. I wasn't going to be like, yeah, man, this was the greatest thing ever. And you'd be like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. full of crap. But I kind of pretty much the stuff you guys are talking about. I kind of agree with, you know, uh, it was fun. But um, it was a great way to kick off the, you know, I'm going to be going to a lot of movies, which is going to be weird this year. Yeah, it was a great excellent. way to kick things off because be seeing Avengers and then after Avengers, then be seeing Deadpool and then the Meg and then uh, Halloween. And then, mm-hmm. uh, man, there's just so uh, the nun. There's so many movies I'm going to be seeing this year. So it's kind of a skyscraper. Looks mm-hmm. really good because that trailer was attached in my theater, anyways. Right. It was attached to Rampage. Was it attached for you? It feels like it's attached to everything I see. Oh, so you've seen the trailer? Okay, multiple <laughs> skyscraper. Oh man, I've, yeah, I've seen that trailer dozens of times now. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you think you got some? Uh, you think it'll be good? Because you know, it, it I'm hoping it'll fun. be what I wanted from Rampage. I'm hoping it'll be more fun. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping you know it's big explosions. It's it's, it's you know. It just felt like to me that Rampage was just lacking the fun factor that I was looking for. And like I said on the show is, you know, San Andreas I've probably watched five times. Yeah. Because this big, dumb fun, I love that movie. It is just, you get out of it exactly what you want to get out of it. It's a ton of fun. And and I was missing that Rampage. I found myself kind of just kind of yawning through the movie. And so I'm hoping Skyscraper is big, crazy, absurd fun. We'll see. You know, yeah, summer action movie. So, and San Andreas has Alexandra, which is fantastic That's, to look at. Absolutely, so. oh, no problem with that. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I uh, am going to report back on, on the Jaws viewing that Tabby mm-hmm. and I did. So, 
it was we had to pay six bucks right but we didn't know that our our local college was running this event so it was weird dude because when we got there there was a bunch of old people there which i kind of expected but there was like this little kid that came with this uh parents that sat next to us but they spent 15 minutes talking about this movie i'm like dude this movie is older than you. We all know the trivia. Stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Just play the damn movie. The only good thing that he said was the fact that this movie was remastered for the theatrical release of 2018. Because it sure looked like it. It was fantastic. Now, Tabby going into it was, you know, she only remembered the end. And remember how on the last episode we did together, she's like, yeah, it's like my fifth favorite shark movie. So I was very interested to see how this is going to play out. She jumped four times. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was good times, man. And she remembered the ending, but yeah, she loves it now. She thinks it's great. So that was super fun. Excellent. But, but we we cut out, like, because they're like, oh, we'll have more Q&A after this. I'm like, oh, I'm out of here. But the only bad thing is, is that it wasn't very loud. So, like, mm. some of the talking, you had to really strain to hear what they were saying. But Brody, not Brody, but... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cooper with the glasses. Yep. Uh, yep. Richard Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. He's even funnier on the big screen than he is in the actual movie, man. And the underwater stuff, I forgot. Okay. My favorite scene, as you know, is the side view scene where Jaws attacks the guy off the boat and then mm-hmm. brings him underwater and cuts off his leg. That side view shot still gives me nightmares. So, And you were right. You were like, it, this movie is nothing if you don't see it on the big screen it's just it's unbelievable but the underwater stuff was so good it was so real dude unbelievable so there's a reason this movie terrified people for decades because it's effective even if you know this backstory about this and you know it's a robot shark and all this stuff it's shot so perfectly that it still gets you when you see it on the big screen Mm -hmm. it does so I gave it like A plus 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 because it was just unbelievable, so good. So that that was super fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing these again. They're gonna be doing ET, but I think I missed that, uh, which is okay. But Jaws, Jaws was a success, and uh, she definitely loved it. Uh, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was something that you brought up in one of your Facebook groups, which I thought was a really interesting post. It's a right. it's about the movies that don't hold up. Do you remember that uh, post? I do now, yes. What, what was your verbiage exactly for that? Uh, basically, uh, movies that you used to love, beloved movies that uh, you rewatched and they just don't hold up anymore. Sadly, you rewatch a movie that you... or I, it, We've talked about this when uh, that, that Changing Channels show that we used to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're like, oh man, this show was the best. And you watch, you're like, dude, it's not so good. <laughs> He-Man, not so much fun anymore. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know. I was just thinking of it. I was actually looking at my movie shelf uh, that day, looking for a movie to watch, and uh, stumbled across a couple of movies. I was like, "Oh yeah, we're loving these. They're not so good." I kind of led that off. So, well, you know, it got me thinking. I'm like, "Well, this is a really good question." I agree with you on Ghostbusters too. Um, you know. I like that that article that came out about well, what if they were really dead throughout this whole movie? And it right, makes more yeah. sense. I was like, that's a pretty interesting article. But then I was like, you know, this is really good because I'm trying to remember. I had to really think, but I instantly could think of movies that got better for me as I got older. 
Sure. Yep. Which would be obviously the Rocky series was a huge one for me because I always thought they were boring. And when we reviewed the movies, it was I completely fell in love with the movies again. Uh, another one that got so much better was Jaws because the sequels were always better for me because I thought like Tabby, I thought they I thought Jaws one was boring. But then when mm-hmm. you get older, and you you understand things better, it gets better. Another one surprisingly is the Monster Squad that just gets funner as I get older. <laughs> uh, even though the ending is ridiculous with the whole, I mean, every, the whole movie is ridiculous. But I mean, obviously, Werewolf blows up, his clothes come back together, or like, why is it cars are going into black hole, but the little bench is holding everybody down? You know, I mean, but it's just it's super fun though. It's a cult movie. It's great. Uh, yeah. Mask got way better as I got older. Uh, it, it still has, you know. Um, Watching that again with Tabby made it that much better. Flight of the Navigator got better as I got older. Um, But then, you know, I'm like, man, what other movies for you have gotten better as you've gotten older? Oh, man. What movies have gotten better since I've gotten older? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, Gosh, you know, I just rewatched. This is a movie that I loved as a kid, but I just rewatched it recently and I don't know. I, I fell in love with it all over again, maybe. And that was the last Starfighter. I, re- I just rewatched that recently, uh, and I was like, "Man, there's just so much." Maybe part of it is the nostalgia factor now, yeah. Of looking back, but I was like, "Man, this is just this is so great." And then I see, "Oh yeah, we're gonna remake this one," which has me kind of. Eh, I, I, I'm on both sides of the fence on that on that deal. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, we don't need to remake everything, but it would be a cool. It's a great story. It could be a great remake. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of movies that, uh, off the top of my head, that have gotten better as I got older. Yeah, I mean, I didn't prepare you for the question, but I mean, it, <laughs> it's because it's not very often that movies get better as you get older. Because a lot of times, now when you're older, you think of movies that you didn't like, and you're like, well, why would I want to waste my time watching it now? Just on the off chance it'll get better. You kind of have right. to be forced in the situation to watch it again. So one thing, one thing that I've discovered as I've gotten older, and it's it's kind of a whole genre of film um, that I didn't like when I was a kid, and uh, I don't know, maybe it's just getting older. But when I was a kid, Sundays, um, if there wasn't football on, my dad would watch westerns. That's just what we did. My dad would watch these quiet westerns where no dialogue happens for twenty minutes, seemingly. And he would just love them. And I would be bored to tears and begging him. And uh, over the last few years, I've found that I've loved these. Like the other night, um, I was flipping through the channels. I see John Wayne's Red River is on. And I just stop. And I'm watching this. And my wife's like, come on. (laughs) No, no. I'm watching this. Like, you want to watch something else? There's another TV somewhere else. I'm watching this. And these movies used to bore me to tears when I was a kid. I don't know if it's part of just growing up and suddenly really enjoying these or... Um, part of it, I'm sure, is nostalgia because it does remind me of like being seven years old, sitting on the footstool in front of my dad's chair, and just being forced to watch these. And now it kind of brings back warm fuzzies, you know. Um, but I find myself enjoying these movies that I used to hate much, much more. Nice. Yeah, I saw the Red River post, and I'm like, really? Because yeah. my dad is in love with John Wayne, and sure. like you, I hated those movies, so I haven't gone back to watch them. But that's good. I'm glad that, you know, it's holding up better for you now. That's pretty yeah. cool. 
so yeah, that must be one of your, as you get older, Westerns are becoming better for you. Yeah, my tastes are changing. Yeah, which is okay. So It is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sir. Well, uh, that's pretty much all the news I got for today. So right. why don't we get ahead and go into our review of Roadhouse. Can I buy you guys a drink? Guess not. Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. How's a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. And usually does. If somebody gets in your face, I want you to be nice. Don't! Don't be rude! Ask him to walk, but be nice. Help this gentleman to the door. Until it's time to not be nice. So says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I keep talking, you're gonna go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? The worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> but there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. <laughs> You guys tired? I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. This is my town. I'm not afraid of him. I guess you'll be having that fire sale now, all right? <laughs> you got your hands full, kid. I just think I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. For that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. Gee, I've never heard that before. Roadhouse. All right, sir. So Roadhouse, 1989. So I got some thoughts on this movie, which I can't wait to talk to you about because I've never talked to these. To I've never explained my thoughts to anybody ever about this movie. It'll be okay. my fir- it'll be my first. So Ooh. it'll be interesting. Now, uh, I will say this is my favorite Patrick Swayze movie. Okay. Uh, I love Ghost. I love Ghost. Um, Dirty Dancing. My wife is what made me like that movie because I used to hate it until I got with my wife because Grease and uh, Dirty Dancing are my wife's favorite movies of all time. Sure. So, because I'm like, oh, this is a chick flick. But you know what? I've appreciated it now. It's all good. But uh, Roadhouse has always been the one where I'm like, oh, man, this movie is pretty freaking great. Uh, and. Um, what they're remaking this is that correct? I should, uh, well, they were going to remake it with Ronda Rousey. What happened there? Right? Um, they saw that she can't act. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she can't carry the, that much dialogue, and so that was shut down. Good. Hey, that's good. Don't as I always put on Facebook. Don't mess with Swayze. Don't touch. Right. Don't touch his properties. Just leave him alone. So that's right. Uh, so this movie, 1989, and Patrick Swayze's a bouncer, uh, who comes to clean up a place, and we have some very interesting things that happen in this movie. So, starting mm. off, sir, uh, plus we have the guy in this movie who never ages, Sam Elliott, uh, right. who lo- who literally looks the same as he did, you know, when he was what, 20 years old and hasn't changed. He's like, what, 100 years old now, and he still looks the same? Still looks the same. He's Sam Elliott. Ridiculous. 
All right, sir. So the movie starts off very interesting. Uh, I like the band that's playing because instantly I remember the band because they're the band from From Dust Till Dawn, the Mexican mm-hmm. band. Uh, and it obviously establishes, uh, you know, you got to get into who Dalton is. And he's what they call a cooler, a specialized right. doorman or bouncer. Now, the guy that comes to hire Dalton from this place, um, his name is Frank. Am I right? Mm, I think so. Yeah. This guy is always a bad guy in every single movie that I've seen him in. He's th- always a, just a smarmy guy. He's yeah. out to screw you. This is the only movie where he's a good guy. And the first time I watched the movie... I never trusted him, and it wasn't until the movie was over where I was like, huh, the whole time he was a good guy. So then I've appreciated all of his, you know, line delivery and looks and things like that because some of his looks always kind of threw me off, like, is he being evil or whatever? But now I get it. So, and he's uh, the main bad guy in K9, you know, your favorite uh, Jim Belushi movie. (laughs) Oh, it hurts to laugh. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, I love K9, man. It's such a good movie. You, uh, I don't, I don't get what your deal is with Jim Belushi, man. We need to talk about terrible. this. He's we need to have worst. a, we got to sit down, have a, have a cup of coffee over this. I don't get it. All right, we'll get to that someday. <laughs> yeah, with the, when I start drinking coffee, we'll get to that. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, so Mister uh, Mister Dalton gets stabbed, and I like the fact that. They established the dude knows how to do his own stitches right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And he's getting hired to come to uh, Memphis, Tennessee. No, not Memphis, Tennessee. To come to what's... uh, Jasper, Missouri. Thank you very much. Go to Missouri and help clean up the place. And, you know, he explains he wants this much money. And there's this running joke about I thought that you would be bigger, you know. Uh, Because he is like a world famous cooler. Everyone knows Dalton immediately. Like he's, it's it's funny that he would in this in this type of community of dive roadhouse bars. Like he's the name that everyone fears. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Patrick Swayze is not a very big guy, but yeah. it's kind of funny though. I mean, yeah. I get it. Doesn't matter. I guess your size. I guess it just matter. You know, doesn't matter who's stronger. Matters who's smarter. Right. That's right. As Mr. Miyagi says. But, I mean, when you look at him, you're just like, really? He's this tough guy? But, man, he plays this. I mean, he's a badass in every movie. But this is what really establishes him as, like, you know, ultimate Patrick Swayze. I think that's why it's my favorite movie because it's just Oh, like, not only that, but he has – I always wanted that Swayze mullet growing up. <laughs> that Swayze mullet, if I could grow it today, I would grow it because that is one fine piece of hair that he's got on his head. It is so great. It, it just, and I know from reading articles, like he hated that hair. Like he regretted uh, allowing that hairstyle because he was like, it was, it was just the bane of my existence. I had to have so much hairspray to keep that hair down during all these fight scenes. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Okay, so I kind of wanted to save this for later, but I guess I'll get into it now. Um, I have a really weird relationship with this movie and I don't understand and I don't get it. Have you ever loved a movie so much but at the same time there's you don't like it? <laughs> I can't think of that. I, I can't say that I do. Okay, let me explain. The the first hour of this movie I love with a passion. I think uh-huh. it's fantastic. 
because to me, this movie is two movies. You have the bar movie, which is what I was expecting in this movie, where the first hour is him being hired, comes into this nasty bar. He he takes out the trash. He gets he gets through these ups and downs. And at the one hour mark, the bar is completely all clear. It's all good. Movie's over. And then the second movie kicks in where now you're dealing with a guy who has to take out a bigger guy in a town. And for me, the second half of the movie has never been as strong as the first half of the movie. So to me, this has always been two movies. And Mm. I I love part one. I like part two. But because my love of part one is so great, it overall averages to be like an A. You know, like, for example, I'd give the first half of this movie an A plus, the second half a B, but the Mm. average would be an A. Sure, sure. Now, obviously, I'm supposed to save them rating to the end, but I have, <laughs> I have a lot of problems with the second half of the movie because it's not as strong and as amazing as the first half of the movie. And I wanted to save that to later, but I guess I kind of want to get it out of the way now. So okay. as I talk through it, I can kind of get into those things. But this is one of the only movies where I love it, but I don't. But yet it's my favorite Patrick Swayze movie, and I think it's because the first hour is flawless. It's just fantastic. It's amazing. It's the movie I wanted. And then the second half is like, where the hell is this coming from? Yeah, so it it falls into a lot of traps. One of the things that I like about the second half, though, is where that's really where uh, Brad Wesley, the, the villain, really comes out is in that second half of the movie. The first half, he kind of pops in. He's kind of just this this unknown threat across the creek. Uh, and then the second half of the movie is where he becomes the real mustache twirling bad guy. Right. Uh, along with his henchmen. And they really get really, you know, nefarious. And I like him as, a, I think he's one of the great 1980s villains, like over the top villain where he's just ridiculous. And the things that he does are <laughs> ridiculous. You know, he gets monster trucks to come in and drive through things. And I mean, it's it's crazy over the top stuff, but I think he's perfect for this time period and this type of movie. Yeah, uh, I think he's a perfect villain for that, and that's it's it becomes a lot of his story and the wealthy land. You know, we've seen this a thousand times: a wealthy landowner who wants to take over everything, and who's going to stand up to him, and, and and all that stuff. You know, and then you get. I think the second half does a really good job, though, of also dealing more. It slows down and it deals more with Swayze's guilt, with mm-hmm. Dalton's guilt over killing the guy in Memphis. Yeah, and you see how he's carrying this guilt, and you know to the point where we, you know, kind of skipping ahead here, but we we do kind of get to that that Jaws scene, uh, two thirds of the way through the movie of Dalton and Garrett and the and the the girl, and they're sitting around the bar comparing scars. It's the Jaws on the boat scene before the action kicks back off for both movies where we stop, we learn a little bit about them, they're trading scar stories, all this stuff. We see that Swayze's still dealing with this guilt over Memphis and Garrett has to tell him, you need to get over that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's you have to move past it. And so I, that's what I like about the second half is is that dynamic with, with Dalton's character. Yeah, I, I like the second half. There's a couple things in the second half that bother me that we'll get into, mm-hmm. but I think that's what it is, is it slows down. The first half is so, I mean, obviously, you know, the bad guy is established and he's not taken care of in the first hour. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be until the end. 
But mm-hmm. you're right. He's such a little presence. The first hour just is bam, 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 bam. It doesn't well, slow down. Well, it's just kind of nameless, faceless, tough guys just being thrown into a meat grinder for the first hour. Yeah. Just his henchmen, just random white guys being thrown at these bouncers. Yeah, other than Terry Funk, you know, everyone else is just a nameless, faceless white guy getting thrown and just everyone throwing haymakers. And here we go. Uh, you know, that's fun. That's a good time. Just <laughs> it watching is. guys get thrown over the same bar over and over again. It is. I mean, right off the bat. So when he shows up, we have craziness going on. Everybody's just kicking the hell out of each other. He just sits there, cool, calm, collective, just smiling. Now, one thing my wife said is, she goes, at least the blonde that they have in this movie is attractive and you want to go for her. Because sure. you know, typically in these movies, the supposed hot chick isn't really that hot. But uh-huh. at least this one really is hot. So, sure. uh, you know, she tries to establish dominance right off the bat because, you know, he's so awesome. And he's like, I ain't got nothing. I don't want nothing to deal with you. But I really like the whole cleaning out the trash. And, mm-hmm. I mean, how infamous is the let's establish the rules. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's my way or the highway. And be nice. Well, what if someone calls my mom a whore? Well, is she? You know, (laughs) it's so fantastic. I mean, uh, you mentioned. Be nice until it's time to not be nice. Exactly. And you mentioned Terry Funk. That's the first person he fires. Yeah. And he was what? A bad guy in Over the Top, correct? Absolutely. He was the kid who grabbed, snatched Mike in Over the Top. Yep. What a a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I love it. Like, what am I? His my favorite Terry Funk line is when Swayze fires him. He's like, "What am I supposed to do?" He's like, "Well, there's always barber college." <laughs> <laughs> great dumb line. It's it's great. It's so good. And uh, so, how are we supposed to know when to be nice? You won't. I'll let you know. Right. And it's fantastic. Now, of course, the the Jeff. What's his name? The blind guy. Jeff Healy. Yeah. Jeff Healy. Yeah. I didn't know he was really blind until obviously. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I think that guy's really blind because he's playing it really good. But then I'm like, the way he's playing the guitar, I'm like, oh, I think he's really blind. But I didn't really get official confirmation till I was much older. And I was able to look uh, it up. And I was like, oh, okay. Very cool. That just. Oh, he, he sang one of my favorite songs at that time period. Angel Eyes was a great song. Sweet. Yeah. I think it was like top five on the charts. Oh, good, song. good times, man. So, yeah, yeah. very talented. Awesome stuff. But the whole, just everything taken out the trash, uh, don't mess stuff up in the bar. And then the guys who get fired come back and they want their revenge. Right. And uh, they're in the office and it's like, hey, you know, we're going to take our stuff back. And Dalton gets stabbed right on the side. And of course. he gets some trash taken out, but it also makes him go to the hospital. And we get introduced to Kelly Lynch. So, uh, what is your thoughts on the whole Dr. Elizabeth Clay? I'm not, I don't, I don't love her. I don't hate her. She's just there. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like she is, she's very bipolar in this movie. So like she's in love with him in the beginning and then she gets pissed off at him. I do love the scene, you know, skipping ahead when she goes, who's going to save them from you and the house blows up. I thought that was a fantastic effect. But it's yeah. like she hates him with the passion, and then at the end she's back in the lake naked kissing him. So I'm just like, I don't get this chick. I don't get their relationship. It's very weird to me. Um, it's Patrick Swayze. You couldn't resist Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Come on, those moves. <laughs> Forget it. That mullet. It's 
Look out. Forget about it. <laughs> he no- gets one of the great lines. My favorite line of this entire movie comes when he goes and meets Doc for the first time, though. She's stitching him up. and He says, pain don't hurt. I mean, pain don't hurt is a, just a, the best line. I ain't got time to bleed. Exactly. You got time to duck. <laughs> it was funny. I actually saw one of the, the first um, movie posters for this, right? Because this came out the year after Dirty Dancing. Right. So the first poster that they put out to promote this movie was playing off the fact that Swayze had gotten so huge with Dirty Dancing. And the tagline on the bottom said, the dancing's over. Now it gets dirty. Are you serious? Yeah, that was the first tagline for the movie. The dancing's over. Now it gets dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Just... Borrowing from a different movie so heavily. I'm sure I'm sure whoever put out Dirty Dancing was like, whoa, 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 you don't get to borrow off our movie. <laughs> get your own tagline. I love these movie posters back in the 80s, man. <laughs> They're so good. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, how many movies did you go to the video store to rent just because of the poster? You know? Oh, God. Yeah, they stand out big time. I mean, I, when, when you were doing Last Halloween, when you were doing The Thing, yeah. uh, that movie just because of the movie poster because of the box art drew me in just staring at that like okay i gotta watch this i gotta watch this this is so weird that's such such a good movie man i love that movie i'm so glad i finally watched it so good (laughs) mike have you ever done tai chi out at dawn underneath (laughs) the rising sun gone out there maybe shirtless on some tai chi uh no not not yet not yet That's, no okay. but i have i did one time uh get a, a muay thai uh uh-huh. fight uh trainer and he made me with my shins kick a light post uh-huh that w- that was fun until i <laughs> yeah, that didn't last very long so uh-huh. that was a one day training and, and masunas was out for the count he was done no more muay thai training so sure Forget that stuff. I had a, I had two martial arts friends who were amazing black belts, but uh, uh-uh, I I gotta stay away from that stuff. Not for this kid. Uh, speaking of uh, martial arts, Tubi, which is something that I recently got into, and and you uh-huh. are a big fan of. There's a yeah. crap load of martial arts movies on there. Oh Woo-hoo. yeah, oh yeah, love it. Good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh, don't ever watch the werewolf movies on Tubi. They're all terrible. Really? Oh my gosh. I- I do like the Mr. T movie on Tubi. I watch that. I love that. Which one is that? I missed. That. I don't remember what it's called, but it's Mr. T going and uh, he's like uh, helping out this like this troubled youth program, huh. and then some rough, tough guys in the neighborhood start causing trouble. And then Mr. T, he's like the world's greatest bouncer. It's kind of like his life story. <laughs> well, and then he he's got to start throwing guys <laughs> into barrels and boxes. I literally watched. I was watching. I was at work. I don't know why the last hour I was like, hey, it's YouTube hour. And I spent, you know, watching YouTube because I'm like, yeah, it's slow. It's all good. Came across the Mr. T interview. Not sure why, but they, he actually got, I pity the fool from the Bible. Did, did you ever hear this story? No, I didn't. Okay. So he, he got in the Bible. He talks about how a lot of people that, that they're pitied, you know, and, uh, and then there's a lot of fools in there. And he's like, oh, I pity that fool. Because it's not supposed to, it's supposed to be he's actually sad for the person to leave him alone. I pity the fool. But then he put the two words together and then he, he trademarked it. And now he's like, I let my lawyers worry about anybody who says I pity the fool so I can get some cash. But yeah, I actually got it from the Bible. I was like, nice. huh, very interesting. Nice. It's, it's a good story. He told it on Jimmy Kimmel. So go check oh. that out. 
Here's your movie. If you're on Tubi, The Toughest Man in the World. It's Mr. T's first starring made-for-TV movie role. Awesome. He plays a tough and scowling but soft-hearted nightclub bouncer. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, man. Good stuff. Yeah. So how do we get on the Tubi talk? I forgot. I have no idea. We're talking about karate and you doing Tai Chi at dawn. Let me tell you something else about this movie (laughs) we're talking about, this roadhouse. This bothers me every time I watch it. Awesome. um, Is... If you notice, as the bartenders and the bar- and the waitresses and everybody that's serving beer, um, all of these beers, I would be, I would, I would be irate as a customer because all of them are like three quarters foam. They're all like just head and then a little bit of beer at the bottom. And they're serving them to people left and right. They had somebody on set pour, you know, acting as the bartender who had never poured a beer in his life. I'm like, there's no way anyone would would pay money for this. It's all foam. It's eighty percent foam, and they're just delivering these these pints of foam to customers in the movie You're like no this bothers me every time i see it <laughs> oh that's awesome well i'm not a i'm not a beer drinker so i don't have that problem but you know mm-hmm. i can i can respect that problem because that would suck but i don't think a lot of people are paying attention to that in the background you watch it enough times you got to look at background stuff it's true man yeah. it, you know, for the first time uh today when uh what's her name the hot blonde is taken away uh, mm-hmm. out of the building for you know for telling Dalton let's go screw and they take her around to the back of the uh, back of the Bigfoot like yeah, like yeah. it's like it's like the camera didn't realize what was going on because like the guy goes and like they go around the corner and then they just kind of like both it, it's I don't know it, it they almost look like they're about ready to look to see what's going to happen <laughs> but yeah, the camera doesn't yeah. cut away from them. So if you really pay attention to background, it's kind of humorous when you watch it. This them. wasn't a quality made film. <laughs> you and I love this movie. Yes. But this was a poorly made movie. <laughs> like technical aspects and storytelling aspects. Like, there's a reason this movie is listed as a guilty pleasure for most people because. Yeah, there there wasn't a lot of like worrying about these little things. It's like, gotta keep going. Let's make it. We got Swayze. Let's keep going. All right. So why don't you get into some of those technical things for the uh, technical people? Oh, geez. You put me on the spot today. Come on, man. Let's do it. Let's get into this. <laughs> they recycle fight. They recycle uh, moments in fights a couple of times, which is a, a, annoying to me. Um, like which scene? Because you know what? I, I have heard this is a guilty pleasure. And uh, I don't see it, so I need you to convince me why this is guilty pleasure outside of that scene I was talking about. So, from what I remember, the scene—let's see when uh, when Garrett shows up when Dalton is actually getting his butt kicked, right? And they've got him like held down. If you watch, if, I think that's the scene. There's like 75 fight scenes in here. <laughs> that's the one that where you see the same bad guy throwing the same punch at Swayze like three different times. Oh, I remember that. You oh, know? you're right. You're right. That one I remember. Yeah, I hate recycled. I hate recycled yeah. fight footage. That pisses me off. It's just so lazy. <laughs> like, what? come on. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, because it isn't a kind of well-crafted story, it's pretty generic. You know where this movie's going for the most part. A to B to C with crazy villains that whose motivations... I mean, really, the motivation of the villain is I have to... He's, he's a Monopoly villain. Yeah. I have to own every property. This if you won't, if you won't sell Park Place to me, I will burn it to the ground. Yeah, this is my town. Don't you forget <laughs> it. Yeah, 
<laughs> and he's the villain of what they say is like this super tiny town, right? There's Jasper, Missouri. They're in the middle of nowhere. They got what? Two cops. I mean, it's, and it, he's like the big land baron of this tiny little town. And they act as though he's Lex Luthor. Well, here's one thing I, I, that I, I really love about this movie is it has a lot of heart. For, because the secondary characters, you actually really care for them. Like, for example, the first time you meet uh, Red or the yep. guy that owns the barn. You know, it, it's small conversations, but there's a lot of warmth in there, for lack of a better term, that yeah. really helps make uh, why I enjoy this movie so much. Because I actually care when Red's place blows up. I actually I don't care about when the car guy gets his stuff jacked up. Because I didn't like that guy, but I care for you know uh, what's the uh, what Emmett? I I love Emmett. Okay. He's yep. he's very cool. Just like you know, how come you want this place? You know, I've showed this to thirty people, and you know, he actually says, "Look, I don't want to charge anything, but I have to, or people will talk." You know, just he's just <laughs> so nice, and I like Red. You know, I do like the insurance joke. I did find sure. that very humorous. You got insurance, yeah. don't you? So. It's the the town folk. There's some movies where the town folk you don't give a rip about. Right. This particular town folks you do, and I think that's what separates this movie from other type movies like this. Because many movies have copied this, and a lot of them don't have the heart of the secondary characters that this movie does. And that's one big plus that this movie has going for it, which is why I think it's stood the test of time because it's not just Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott. You actually care about the other folks too. Oh, the other thing this movie has going for it is several gratuitous Swayze butt shots. <laughs> there's only one. <laughs> no, there's not. Where's the there's other one? one? There's the first one where he, you see his butt and doc reacts. I love it. The first time she sees it, she's like, Oh, and then there's the next one after after coitus when they're sitting out on the dock or they're sitting outside, uh, and you get another little Swayze butt shot when they're just he's just sitting out there having a cigarette <laughs> post coitus. Well, it wasn't Doc. It was what's her name uh, that saw him, the girl that was singing uh, "Knock on oh, Wood." Oh yeah, yeah, the the uh, yeah the the waitress. Yeah, the waitress. She's yeah. the one that was like, "Oh, I love her reaction." Yeah. <laughs> This gasp! Oh, you man buns! You, Ooh, you sh- you shouldn't have done that, Dalton. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have you know made him upset. So there's so much gratuitous nudity in this movie. It's so 1980s of just like we've okay, we've gone 20 minutes. Have that chick take her top off. It's but you know what? As as a kid though, I wanted to see the blonde man. That's all I cared about. I'm like, sure. if I don't get to see the blonde, I'm gonna be pissed. So and then when she was stripping and I still didn't see nothing, I was really upset. I was throwing stuff at my TV and then I saw I was like, okay, I'm good now. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I was I was a bad little boy back in the day, man. So I I was very happy. But, you know, like my wife says, at least it's a hot chick for once instead of the ones you look at. You're like, oh, my gosh, I just don't get it. So this is true. This is true. But uh, yeah. okay, so let's talk about the guy that F people in prison. Uh, that guy. Oh great my. line too. What, what a, it's a great line. <laughs> I used to f guys like you in prison. Well, why would you admit that? that yep. That's the first thing Tabby said when she heard that. That's. Line. I mean, that's like the Shooter <laughs> McGavin. 
I eat pieces of crap like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of crap for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of crap for breakfast. <laughs> oh, that's so good. He goes, oh, just like in Ford Fairly. Excuse me. Can you show me where Chinese theater is? Go back to Michigan, <laughs> asswipe. Oh, we're from Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm from my dad's penis. <laughs> oh, so good. Tavi did that in school yesterday. Oh, oh you must be so proud. I am. I'm proud that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for showing you that movie. She goes, but it was so funny, Dad. It was all good. Nobody else heard it except the guy I told it to. So. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Uh, training him right, man. Training him right. It's all good. That's right. So, all right. So let's. Uh, so our 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 kung fu guy, man, who can the master of the pool cue. Master this guy. Well, you know, he takes that pool cue out and he just starts wrecking oh, yeah, shop on. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because. All right. So our boy Wade Garrett uh, finally shows up. Yes. And I like I like when he's like I heard stone it when he kicks that guy in the knee. I thought that was yeah. great during our recycled footage. But uh, yeah, he, it's funny. His only happiness is when the blonde started dancing. He's like, I gotta pull the hair back so I can watch this. <laughs> but uh, okay, let me get into my big issue with this movie. It's always Talk bothered me since day one. So maybe you can help me here. Okay, so obviously Dalton is fantastic. And he was trained by Wade Garrett. So Wade Garrett's the king, right? And then right. Patrick Swayze would be secondary king, correct? He's he's Miho. He's the son. Right. Okay. So clearly, through, as you've established before, our 74 fights that we have in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Wade Garrett and Dalton can take on 10 people, 10, sure. 12 people easily. Yet... Three people took out Wade Garrett, kicked the hell out of him, and then one person came back and killed him. That's what destroys the second half of this movie for me is the fact of three guys took out Wade, and then he was then stabbed by one guy. Pisses me off to no end. It really, really bothers me. Wasn't he blackout drunk at that point, though? Because at one point, Dalton's like, hey, one more and you're out of here, buddy. Like you gotta go home, dude. And that because when he came back, he's like, "What did I tell you? You can't sleep here." And that's when he rolls him over and finds the the knife in his chest. So you're that's s- what I've always taken it as is he was pretty much blackout drunk at that point, and that's when they came in and okay did him in. See, I didn't realize he was drunk because that would that would make sense because that would that would make him you know impartial to defending himself. Because I'm like, how is it he's king dingling and could take on 10, 12 guys? Maybe that- somebody just took out that dang bum knee of his. <laughs> Guy hobbling around with one one bad wheel. <laughs> like, it hurt me sometimes to watch Sam Elliott out there. I'm, I'm sure it was part of the act because he's playing the older guy. But, like, man, you know, he goes to climb the ladder at one point when he's trying to talk Dalton out of doing yeah. his fight. And, like, he can barely climb a ladder. <laughs> Uh, that, that leg's not good. Uh, when he catches that fist, though, how badass! Yes, is that, man, that was great. Like, you want to take me out? <laughs> yeah. And he just cools him down. He, yeah. He's just like, you know what? I love their relationship. It's a great relationship. These yeah. two guys. They've been through battles together. They're a father son, best friend, however you want to put it. They've been through the stuff together. They've got the shorthand with each other, and it's. I love it. And when when Swayze finally realizes like this I might have been off more than I can chew, there's one man to call. Here comes here comes Sam Elliott on his motorcycle as as of course he should. As he should, just like Matt. Yeah, now exactly. But I'll tell you one thing though, there's no way I'm gonna have my best friend 
dance with my girl and hold her head like he's going to kiss her. There's no way I would allow that. Uh-uh. I mean, the dude is like basically holding her head like, let's, baby, you're going to make out well, with me. Well, he's groping up on her. He's like going for the clumsy grope for sure. He's just banking on the fact that Dalton is really sleepy at that point. And maybe, <laughs> maybe he's not watching as closely. <laughs> now, our boy Keith David is a bartender in this movie. Doesn't yeah. say much. But man, I love that guy so much. Absolutely. He just I just gotta see his face. It's an instant this movie's, you know, great. So I love that guy. But yeah, I every time that scene happens in a restaurant, I'm just like, <laughs> you guys are way too comfortable with this situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so is Doc. She's a that, little too like okay with it. <laughs> I know. It's like uh, it's, uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of subtlety going on in this scene. I mean, you're right. It it establishes our, you know, what happened back in the day and, you know, killing for self-defense. But I like the fact that they established the throat removal right in the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's Dalton. That's the guy that took somebody's throat out, you know, and they actually. That's his finishing move, we find out. Yeah, his fatality. It's fantastic. (laughs) What the hell? It's so crazy. (laughs) It is. Oh, man. Ah, oh, so good. So there's 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 one thing I love about this movie, and on the flip side, I hate, um, is Jeff Healy, I think, is great in this. And I think there's so many great songs. This movie has a great soundtrack yeah. of him doing just classic blues songs and, st- and rock songs. And Jeff Healy is, I think, he's a pretty <laughs> incredible guy. Flip side is this movie has the worst score ever. Like musical score, like when when they're not in the Roadhouse, when they're not in the Double Deuce, or as Garrett calls it, the Double Douche. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> that gets me every time. He's like, "We're going down to Double Douche." Um, the Double when, Douche. When they're not in there, and it's just you know music that's supposed to uh, signify what's happening in that scene. It is so cliche, crappy. Uh, 1980s musical score it drives me nuts well it's I, it's it's one or the other so yeah the the first half literally at the one hour and 39 second mark is when everything's cleaned up at the double douche and uh we start the second half but yeah brad wesley he calls over dalton to come to his house and you've also seen he abuses the blonde and mm-hmm. uh you know because of what she said and right. smacks her in the face and uh yeah Brad, Brad Wesley, you know, I could see why you like him so much. Uh, I mean, he, he does the job. I don't think he's the greatest. Uh, he's the classic, like, chicken heel where, like, yeah. he's the big bad guy, but there's no way he's getting his hands dirty. Fair enough. He's going to send 45 guys at you instead of doing anything himself. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Now, the big guy, he turns good at the end. Am I understanding this oh, correctly? Tigger? Yeah, Tigger. Because yeah. he beats the hell out of a lot of people. Especially- he realizes that Dalton just killed everybody that he worked for. <laughs> He's like, I might as well go in with this guy then. <laughs> what, what am I going to do? Be the last guy standing? No way. It's true. So let's talk about the. Uh, let's talk about that. So okay. So I can live with that if Wade was drunk. Because the way I've always took it is he walks in after getting his butt handed to him and. I just took it like he had three guys beat the crap mm. out of him. And he's just, that's why he can't move. That's why he can't walk like that because he's gotten the hell beat out of him. Not because he was drunk, but if you're, if you're saying it's a mixture of both, 
I can go with that. Because That's what I always took it as, but I, I might have to rewatch it again. Yeah. It, it's just always <laughs> bothered me the way he was taken out. I don't know if I would have liked it better if I saw it on screen. Maybe it's yeah. the fact it happens off screen is why it bothers me. I don't know. I can understand that. That does bother me, the fact that you don't see any of the stuff that happens with him on screen. Now, I'm assuming that because this movie originally was like two hours and 40 minutes long, so they cut out a ton of stuff, including like three more fights. <laughs> and uh, so poss- possibly that was one of the things that was cut out. Okay. Was that whole that whole storyline with him there towards the end that might have been shot and cut for time? I don't know. Okay. Well, I n- I never knew that, and of course we'll never get a director's cut of this movie. It's probably not. Which sucks, especially if this is on guilty pleasure list. Nobody that they're gonna do that. So yeah, I think we would have gotten it if we were getting it. Yeah, I think we already had it. So would you say the ending here is hard to kill style? I mean, you got the uh, he's got his amazing car that he takes with him. And he decides to destroy that car, but he goes in a mansion just like Steven Seagal did in Hard to Kill, yep. and he takes out each person one by one. Uh, very reminiscent of that, except one's at night, one's in the day. But I like the Roadhouse fight better than I do the Hard to Kill one. So, good times. Yeah, yeah. I like the Roadhouse fight. I mean, the the, the you know the best fight in here is obviously with him and the the main bad guy like the not, not wesley but his big henchman yeah you know, up by the up by the river in the dark in the mist you know swayze shirtless you're such an a-hole going at it yeah you're it's so good so you're such an a-hole so good yeah that, <laughs> that <have> yourself <laughs> that was a really good fight and uh, i like and we see again he goes for the throat rip again like it's his move he loves ripping throats <laughs> <laughs> that's how he ends fights finish him uh, it, yeah, well, I was going to say, I thought they modeled him at, in Mortal Kombat, but no, that was another movie that yeah. somebody was modeled for. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, that was a really good fight. Uh, not reused footage, which was nice. I like that mm-hmm. dive he does where he takes him out of the motorcycle. I thought that was yeah. pretty sweet. That was fantastic. Uh, but the best part of this is the fact of Wesley gets shot up by the town folks. That's what I really oh, enjoyed. It's a classic bad guy death, too, because he gets shot several times, and he just doesn't go down, and finally the last one blasts him, and he just goes flying through a glass table. Like, just a classic bad guy death. It, it was, I love that moment. Like, everyone gets a shot off on him. Everyone <laughs> okay. that he's screwed gets a shot. He gets hit with, like, five shotgun blasts before he goes down. It's true. And then the cops come in, and they're able to hide the guns in time, and none of them get in trouble because they all simply said, I didn't see nothing. Did you see right. anything? No, I didn't see nothing. So, typical 80s, right? <laughs> There's so much about this this final scene at the mansion, though, that I love. Like, because it is the culmination of the movie. I mean... First off, here's my theory. So the fight at the river at night, right? Swayze rips the throat and sends the body across the river, like screaming at Wesley, like, Here, here's your boy. Right. I'm coming for you. Crazy. He's turning into a madman. Part of me wants to say, because it is a full moon, that the full moon is what affects Swayze. It, it, the full moon comes out and he rips throats. <laughs> he turns into this crazy badass. He's not being nice. He's nothing. He's he's not being the cooler. He's tearing throats and calling out other guys. He's he's lost it. The full moon is out. And then he waits until the next day. It's like the next morning because it's broad daylight now when he comes blasting up to the mansion with his car. And uh, I, I love that he, he 
the dialogue before the fight. Like while he's in there and the bad guys all know he's somewhere in the mansion and he's like a ninja. You know, yep. one by one guys turn corners and there's just dead bad guys laying everywhere. Like what happened? He's around here somewhere. <laughs> And, you know, there's there's the great moment where Tigger, who's, you know, the this big burly guy, whatever, uh, is terrified because a stuffed polar bear is pushed onto him. And it seems like he has a heart attack. Knowing that this polar bear is stuffed, it, it's it's falling very slowly onto him and he's just screaming and shooting at this stuffed polar bear. <laughs> That's crazy. And then there's the great moment where um, they're in, you know, in Wesley's trophy room and Dalton's like, you know... Wesley's like, yeah, you see all, you like all these trophies? And, and it says, Dalton says something back, and Wes, Wesley's retort is, the only thing missing on, in here is your ass. <laughs> and every time I hear that, I laugh out loud. I'm like, just picture him like, it's it, the way he emphasizes, like, it's your ass. Like, does he really want to just, like, stuff Swayze's ass and put it on the wall? That seems weird. That is but weird. But that's the way he delivers it. It is, yeah. Now, to be fair, though, the nighttime fight happened because they blew up the house. Right. Uh, and then the morning scene happened because they came. Oh, that was when Dalton was That's murdered. That's when Dalton Garrett was murdered. Was, Garrett was murdered. Yeah, yeah. because. That's true. Or, yeah. yeah, not Dalton was murdered because, yeah, Wade was killed. So he immediately got in his car and he went right to the house. So it That's was right. That's th- right. two different reasons, but it's okay. So. Yeah, I love it. And then again. He gets he he gets Wesley down. What does he do? He goes right for the throat rip one more time. You're like, this guy is diabolical. You're not even worth it. He has to stop himself finally from <laughs> taking another throat. I'm like, this guy's bloodthirsty. <laughs> Crazy. So he I let's lets him up and the town folk come in. So is that why the doc says, Who's gonna save them from you? Well, I get yeah, right. he's the new Brad West. The Brad, Brad West. Exactly. She knows when the when the full moon comes out, this guy's going after throats. <laughs> I just can't be around him during the full moon. This is why we never got a part two, because everybody's just dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's just roaming the town of Jasper, Swayze the mullet turns he turns into a big old werewolf looking guy. Ah, oh, so good. I love it. So is there There's so much about this movie that's great. There is. Um, it's funny though, how bad this was received though for worst yeah. picture, worst actor. Yeah, worst... It was nominated for half a dozen Razzies. <sighs> yeah. And part of it is, is, you know, he's came off a movie that was so beloved. Yeah. Dirty Dancing was a year before this. And then this movie is not Dirty Dancing. And it was marketed to be, um, a movie that it wasn't. They marketed it trying to draw in, like they marketed this movie originally, uh, really focusing on the romance between he and Doc, really? and hoping to draw the same crowd that went to go see him in Dirty Dancing. So I think that was a lot of the backlash initially, was being sold a bill of goods. Like we thought this was another like we love Patrick Swayze, he's such a sweetheart. I, I didn't bring my fourteen year old daughter to watch him rip throats out, <laughs> and, you know, and just watch and see gratuitous nudity and, and you know like. And so I think that was a lot of the initial, I, I was actually reading some of the reviews from when this first came out, you know, Roger Ebert, some, some various reviews from the time. And that was kind of the, the vibe that I got from it too, was like, this was not what was billed, you know? Yeah. So I can understand that. I mean, you and I have gone through that many times where you go to a movie thinking it's showing you one thing and you go to the movie like, oh, 
oh, they got me. This was not what the movie was. You know, it happens. Yeah, that that actually makes perfect sense. Because uh, I would think that Patrick made this movie prior to Dirty Dancing, and then they just, just they shelved it and then released it based off the success of Dirty Dancing. That's how I would have taken it. No, this movie. In fact, this movie really changed his career. Um, reading about it, he he got his knee injured. Well, he injured his knee during Dirty Dancing. And then during this movie, he re-injured it to the point where they would have to pull like a pint of fluid out of his knee. Um, it, it was so bad, the injury on this one, that he was actually given the role, Danny Glover's role in Predator 2, and he had to turn it down because he couldn't do anything physical. He was also given the role that Kurt Russell had of Cash in Tango and Cash. Are you serious? And he had, Yeah, and he had to turn that down. He's like, I, So that's what led him to do Ghost, was because Ghost wasn't a physical role. And he's like, I'll do that. I can't do anything physical. My knee is so screwed up that I, I have to find something that's that's not as physical anymore. I can't keep, keep doing roundhouse kicks and such. And so that really altered the altered his career, and probably for the better. I mean, Ghost was a, a huge movie I, for him. I'll, even though this is my favorite Swayze movie, Ghost is the better movie in, in, in every shape, way, and form. I love Well, and it. Ghost is the movie that introduced him to an entire nation of moms. My mom fell in love with Patrick Swayze because of Ghost. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was because it's a great role, a great movie. It's just a, it's a beautiful film. And so that he would have been doing Predator 2 or Tango and Cash instead if it hadn't have been for Roadhouse screwing up his knee so badly. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. And Whoopi Goldberg, I mean, first African-American to win an Oscar. So yeah. pretty amazing. Or female, I should say. Um, so good. It's, it, it's funny. I read something, too, uh, in doing research for this, uh, where somebody had um, tabulated the injuries that Dalton suffered in this movie yeah uh to see like this is what he this is what we saw him on screen suffer who knows what else but during this movie uh the character of dalton uh suffered two gunshot wounds um let's see was this four steel screws nine knife wounds and 31 broken bones oh my gosh (laughs) that's our boy (laughs) i thought you'd be bigger right it's so good, though. I mean, the, the, the thing I love about this movie, it's everything that you want out of an over-the-top 80s action movie. You've got monster trucks. You've got gratuitous nudity. You've got fist fights. You've got a guy with a boot knife. I mean, everything you need, you've got in this movie. It's And it's and it's Swayze. I mean, my I've said for 10 years now, I'm waiting for us to get a dog. I've had the name my my dog when we get it his name is Swayze. Like, I, that's been the name that's been just sitting there waiting for the animal to show up for 10 years now. And uh how's come you haven't gotten this yet? Cuz nobody wants to take care of a dog. Nobody so we dog sit like 6 months out of the year no and I end up having to take care of him. Nobody wants to take care of him. One day though, one day I'll have my dog. One day. There you go. Ah, oh, so good. Um is there anything else? Well, okay. So I already said my piece. Um, I still stand by uh, my A plus first half, B second half, and mm-hmm. then average A because uh, it's super super fun. Uh, yeah. Is the movie, a, you know, an actual quality movie? No, of course not. I mean, we've pointed out some of the mistakes. It's just super dumb fun. It's just yeah. really really great. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's the it's our candy for this for what we do on this show. This these are the kind of movies we look for when we want to review a movie. This is the kind of movie that we want to do because it's just right. so much fun to talk about. So this is like on my Mount Rushmore of great bad 
uh, action films. Yeah. Yeah. Of just like re- uh, so rewatchable. You can turn it on whenever. It doesn't matter. You can sit down and watch however much of it that you want. It's got quotable lines. It's got memorable characters. It's, you know, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. And I just, I love it. It's either my way or the highway. I mean, he probably is the one who invented that line for God knows. <laughs> so what would, uh, what would your ranking be on this? Probably your, uh, your actual movie uh, rating or your guilty pleasure rate. I don't know that you probably have two of them. I don't know. So where are you at with yeah. this? Yeah, but I mean, if I'm giving it a score, it's an A for me because I love this movie. Sweet, there you go. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. Hell's yeah. Down. I mean, yeah. Can I defend it if you go all right, defend this movie up uh, against you know some of the greats? No, no. Of course, I recognize like yeah, it's not that it's not that great and it's kind of hokey and predictable. But I love this movie. It works for me. Heck yeah, good times. Yeah. All right. Well, sir, I don't have any emails. So you uh, we only gave him like twelve hours notice. No, I gave him three days notice. Oh, now that changes things. It does. I mean, I per and I even did three reminders. Now, granted, I'm disappointed. I don't have the greatest track record when it comes to hey, I'm recording and then it doesn't happen. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, right. I, you are the boy that cried wolf with that. Like, hey, we're doing roadhouse. Never mind. <laughs> it, it's true. I mean, hey, I'm I'm trying here. I really. I want to really say am. that the nation called your bluff. That's all this was. <laughs> I want to say that they called your bluff and said, yeah, right, we'll see. Now that there's actually an episode, next time, the emails better be here. It's true. It's true. Um, I don't know, sir, if you want to roll into what movie am I or if you just want to get in the music spotlight. Because I don't have anything prepared, but it's always fun when we have to Uh, do it on the spot and uh, come up with something. (laughs) I don't have anything prepared, and I have a child who's staring at me. Uh Uh-oh. Waiting for me to be done, so... Let's go into movies, music spotlight. All right, let's go into music spotlight. I will play, breaking free, coming alive. I broke these chains, never be afraid to live my life. Break, breaking free, one last time. No matter what they say, I will never change. And I know I can break. All right, so Music Spotlight. Uh, This one, sir, uh, my last episode, I had my favorite song of 2018. And uh, I have officially have one that I think is going to stand the test of time for this year. Because uh, it is a person who dethroned the same number one. So our girl, Jen Ledger, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Skillet's Amazing Drummer, this song is the alternate reality of what happens if Skillet was frontlined by a girl. Because this song is uh, her second song off of her EP, which is fantastic that my girls have me play nonstop. But it's actually Skillet in reverse. So it's called Warrior. And it's so Skillet. And John is on there as a guest. But he Mm -hmm. does all the background stuff that Jen does on Skillet. So she's the lead. 
he's the background and it's skill awesome. in reverse so it's officially my favorite song of the year it's fantastic it's got it's an anthem song it's got one of those choruses that just you can't get out of your head and you're mm-hmm. it's just it stays with you so jen officially dethroned jen from last time's episode so it's an amazing hey. music spotlight and uh for all the skill fans out there, it's skill in reverse. It's fantastic. So that's my music spotlight, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. So be, I love it. It'll be good times. And here I am knocking stuff over. Good times. So good, good. Uh, so, sir, uh, do we have a plan for next? Uh, well, Cobra Kai series, I guess next episode. We could because we could. you know it's only a couple weeks away, and we get together every once in a while. So uh, <laughs> yes, we do. So I think I guess it would yeah I guess it would depend on uh, how they release it too you know fair enough if it's uh, all together we should do Cobra Kai episode yeah. but if it's going to yeah. be like a per episode thing then we'll figure out a movie maybe we'll throw a vote up in the group yeah. whatsoever so uh, sounds good in regards to you uh, you have yourself a movie group as well then sure outside of the STL Nation so why don't you tell folks about your movie group sir. Yeah, I would love for some of them to uh, come join me. It is called the Movie Mojo Maniacs on Facebook. If you want to join in there, uh, it's a small growing group. We just started, I don't know, a month or two ago. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just some fun talking movies, um, you know, kind of ripping on Sean Forrester. I had a lot of fun reposting his post. That was great. <laughs> that is good. That, yeah. that was great. Classic move. Hey guys, look what I just saw. <laughs> yeah, look above you. <laughs> this looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, if you want to, if you want to join there, uh, join the movie Mojo Maniacs. I would love to see some of you guys on there, and uh, just you know support the other uh, projects that I'm working on through that. And check out your brother from another mother, uh, Danny Daly, on Movie yeah. Mojo Monthly. That was a fun episode. Good time. That was a lot of fun. I've wanted to get together with Danny for years, and. Uh, just so happened that Brian couldn't make last month, and uh, I said I'm gonna reach out to someone different. And I didn't tell Jason; he found out uh, the day the episode dropped. I, and I got a message from him. I know. I saw. I saw his post. He's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, it was different mojo. But it was a lot of fun. So that was. I, I told him. I said, "Brian's not back next month. You're back on again. Nice. Start watching some movies." So, yeah, good times. Good time. All right. Well, uh, if you guys want to write in, feel free to do so. STLpodcast.gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the prior episode. Uh, For those of you who support the STL Underground Hour, thank you so much. Uh, I know it was a big episode, but uh, hopefully you guys dug it. And if you haven't Mm -hmm. checked it out yet, there was two episodes that day. So there might be an episode you didn't get on your feed, and that's the one that me and Tabby did where we were catching up talking WrestleMania where I predicted everything wrong. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we talked some movies that we had been watching recently, like, you know, everything to Space Camp and other things like that. So uh, recently she just watched Clerks and she she's like, Dad, this is black and white. I'm like, I know it's black and white. I Trust me, this is the greatest black and white movie you'll ever watch. And, <laughs> and 15 minutes in, she goes, oh, my God, this is awesome. I'm like, it gets better. And the go. moment that the dude, the moment Randall spit the water in his face, mm. oh my God, she lost it. So Clerks is her new favorite black and white movie. So that's yeah, great, fantastic. And uh, so yeah, I good, t- I had some good times. Uh, I was like, you want to watch a funny movie? We're gonna watch this. So trust me, it's black and white, but it's okay. You'll dig it. So, um, so you guys, uh, I think that's it. Hopefully, you uh, enjoyed the show. 
And we'll get a vote up for the next episode that uh, Jameson and I do. And uh, thanks so much. Hopefully you guys enjoy the music spotlight. So Jameson, thank you very much, sir, for joining me for the uh, long overdue episode mm. of Roadhouse. It was super fun. Finally. So you guys have a good one. Take care. Misunasal. Please.